Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Cell Phone Talks, where we talk about social and emotional learning. I am your grateful host, Hunter Carruthers. You can find links to this podcast as well as my other activities on my Instagram at HunterIsGodHop. Last week I introduced social and emotional learning. I defined it and spoke about the relevance it has today in education and a little bit about why we need it. This week's episode, I'm going to introduce the five competencies that make up the framework of Cell. I'll go into detail about each competency and the key skills that are involved. And so I'm just going to dive right in with the five key competencies. Self-awareness, social awareness, responsible decision-making, self-management, and relationship management. These are the five key competencies that make up the self-framework. So let's begin with one of my personal favorites, which is the one that I will go most in-depth with, self-awareness. And this one is my favorite because I believe if you can start here, the rest will sort of fall into place or at least seem easier to practice and obtain. Self-awareness. This is going to include the following sub-points. First, identifying and recognizing emotions. As kids, we feel emotions, and as we grow up, we get better at understanding them so we don't have to react like kids to particular situations. Rather, we can identify what we are feeling and put those feelings into words. And with some practice, we can go further and get better at knowing what we are feeling and why. And this is all important because it helps us identify what we want and what we don't want. And this in turn helps us to avoid and resolve conflicts better and move past difficult feelings more easily. Some people are naturally more in tune with their emotions than others. The good news is that we can all practice and develop our skills in this space. And when you really put effort towards this, you can learn a few things through experience, such as emotions come and go, or that there are no good or bad emotions, just good and bad ways of expressing or acting upon these emotions. You can practice this today by tuning in and trying to recognize what emotions you're feeling throughout different situations in a day then rating the level of how strongly you feel these emotions, and then speaking about them to a close friend. You might just find out that you learned something new about yourself, and then that awareness will bring about ways to either feel that emotion more or less throughout your life. Okay, on to the next sub-point. Accurate self-perception. This is a necessary component of self-improvement. Self-perception is basically being aware of who you are, what you are like, and what you're capable of. It goes beyond self-esteem because it goes into actually acknowledging your shortcomings. For instance, so I can say, I suck at producing podcasts, and that is okay. This is my first one, and I'll learn more as I go. It also goes into adjusting how you view your skills. For instance, I used to look at my skill of communication to be somewhat useful but mostly boring. I changed that view by looking at communication as something highly important 
and fun when experimenting with it to create benefits for myself and others. Lastly, we can also recognize problems. I'll look at my goals and compare them with my effort and say, I'm not working hard enough at this to achieve what I want, so here's what I need to do in order to create that change. It all comes down with being honest with yourself, because today you can't always count on the world being honest with you. So being able to do that with yourself is almost a revolutionary act, and it's being able to be honest with yourself acts as sort of the rocket ship, and depending on what you do with that knowledge gained will be the fuel to shoot you into that next level. This plays into the next subpoint, recognizing strengths, needs, and values. When you can identify your personal values, you can build a framework of how you want to live your life. And some of these values will change as you grow, and some will stick with you forever. When you identify your needs, you can create habits that implement activities that bring about those needs into your daily lives. And same goes for your strengths. You can take both, that framework of values and your habits to empower your strengths and achieve goals, which will bring about your own personal and professional success. The next subpoint is self-efficacy. This is simply the skill that allows us to believe in ourselves. If you can believe you can control a stressful situation, in fact, you can begin to transform that situation into something that is far less stressful or not stressful at all. To give you a better idea, people with strong self-efficacy do the following. They view challenging problems as tasks that can be mastered. They develop a deeper interest and form stronger commitments to activities they are participating in. And also they can recover quickly from setbacks and disappointments. Furthermore, those individuals with weak self-efficacy do the following. They avoid challenging tasks because they believe that it is beyond their capabilities. And they also focus on personal failings and negative outcomes. And for the fifth and final sub-point of self-awareness, it is spirituality. And I touched on this some in episode one. But spirituality requires a deep self-knowledge and strong connection to one's purpose for living. It also requires an awareness of spiritual influences and conditions that support or erode a sense of self. So that pretty much sums up self-awareness from a self standpoint. And, like I said earlier, that was the competency I would probably go most in-depth with. As for the second competency, we have social awareness. The first sub-point or skill included in social awareness is perspective-taking. This is simply the ability to understand others' mental states. And this information that follows that understanding will help an individual make sense of people's behavior, predict what people might do or say next, and to think about one's own social behavior and to adjust it accordingly. Lacking this skill would really result in not being sensitive to other people's feelings, not being able to read the listener's interest level in a conversation, 
not being able to detect a speaker's hidden meaning, and understanding unwritten social rules. The second subpoint of social awareness is empathy. This can be described as being tuned in with how others are feeling in that moment. Empathy is required on so many levels from being a leader, to starting a business, to even being someone others can trust and feel comfortable around. This also develops the necessary practices involved in expressing love and kindness. The third subpoint is appreciating diversity. And this is pretty straightforward. There are so many cultures and ways of life that on paper separate us, but the more we can learn to celebrate our differences and appreciate that diversity, the more we can create a better life for ourselves and those around us. The final subpoint or skill for social awareness is respecting others. Simply put, respect is earned. In respect to respect, you must give it to receive it. And that is the only way. to the third cell competency, responsible decision making. There are four subpoints associated here, and I'll use an example to speed up the first few. They are as follows. Problem identification and situation analysis, problem solving, and evaluation and reflection. This is experienced when we see someone in pain with a broken leg. And just moments before, we saw that same person running in the middle of the street. And we can conclude that it is a hazard to be in the road. Now, this is obvious even for kids, but what about more complex situations, like a young man experiencing emotions associated with feelings of depression and not knowing why? Developing the skills necessary to identify the reason behind those emotions reflecting on the situation that was present when feeling those emotions, and selecting a solution to avoid that situation is responsible decision-making. The last point is personal, moral, and ethical responsibility, which is more or less the different spaces in which we need to think about making responsible decisions and practicing it. to the fourth cell competency, self-management. This includes impulse control and stress management, self-motivation and discipline, and goal-setting and organizational skills. As you can probably recognize, there is a billion-dollar industry on the education of these skills alone. You can read countless books and watch endless videos on this subject, but what you don't have enough of is the support behind the holistic perspective and education of all of these competencies together. And that is where social and emotional learning education is filling the void. The fifth and final cell competency is relationship management. This includes the following skills communication, social engagement and building relationships, working cooperatively, 
negotiation, refusal, and conflict management, and help-seeking and providing. Think about how these skills would help you in day-to-day -day life, business, and intimate relationships. These are all invaluable skills that are necessary to succeed in life. And if we aren't receiving this type of education on mass accounts, I think we can ask ourselves, what kind of world are we creating? And I think the answer can be seen today. Okay, so that wraps up episode two of Cell Phone Talks. This week's quote will be from the poet Khalil Gibran. The teacher who walks in the shadow of the temple among his followers gives not of his wisdom, but rather of his faith and his lovingness. As always, thank you, and please feel free to like, comment, and share this episode, and message me with any questions or thoughts about this podcast. Lastly, when you work to know thyself, you are preparing to know God.